This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Sometimes you get tired doing this thing we call justice. Keep listening to find out how one book has brought nourishment to the souls of many who are in the daily fight for justice. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Exodus chapter 38 through chapter 39, verse 7. The making of the altar for the burnt offering. Bezalel made the altar for the burnt offering of Asatia wood, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. It was square and its height was four and a half feet. He made its horns on its four corners. Its horns were part of it, and he overlaid it with bronze. He made all the utensils of the altar, the pots, the shovels, the tossing bowls, the meat hooks, and the fire pans. He made all of its utensils of bronze. He made a grating for the altar, a network of bronze under its ledge halfway up from the bottom. He cast four rings for the four corners of the bronze grating to provide places for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. He put the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar with which to carry it. He made the altar hollow out of boards. He made the large basin of bronze and its pedestal of bronze from the mirrors of the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The Construction of the Courtyard Bezalel made the courtyard. For the south side, the hangings of the courtyard were of fine twisted linen, 150 feet long, with their 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases, with the hooks of the posts and their bands of silver. For the north side, the hangings were 150 feet, with their 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases, with the hooks of the posts and their bands of silver. For the west side, there were hangings, 75 feet long, and their 10 posts and their 10 bases, with the hooks of the posts and their bands of silver. For the east side, toward the sunrise, it was 75 feet wide, with hangings on one side of the gate that were 22 and a half feet long, 
with their three posts and their three bases. And for the second side of the gate of the courtyard, just like the other, the hangings were 22 and a half feet long with their three posts and three bases. All the hangings around the courtyard were of fine twisted linen. The bases for the posts were bronze. The hooks of the posts and their bands were silver. Their tops were overlaid with silver, and all the posts of the courtyard had silver bands. The curtain for the gate of the courtyard was of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. It was 30 feet long, and like the hangings in the courtyard, it was seven and a half feet high, with four posts and their four bronze bases. Their hooks and their bands were silver, and their tops were overlaid with silver. All the tent pegs of the tabernacle and of the courtyard all around were bronze. The Materials of the Construction This is the inventory of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the testimony which was counted by the order of Moses, being the work of the Levites under the direction of Ethamar, son of Aaron the priest. Now, Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Ur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything that the Lord had commanded Moses. And with him was Ohaliab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, an artisan, a designer, and an embroiderer in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. All the gold that was used for the work, and all the work of the sanctuary, namely the gold of the wave offering, was twenty-nine talents and seven hundred and thirty shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel. The silver of those who were numbered of the community was one hundred talents and one thousand seven hundred seventy-five shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel. One becca per person, that is, a half shekel, according to the sanctuary shekel. For everyone who crossed over to those numbered, from twenty years old or older, six hundred and three thousand and five hundred and fifty in all, the one hundred talents of silver were used for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the special curtain, one hundred bases for one hundred talents, one talent per base. From the remaining 1,775 shekels, he made hooks for the post, overlaid their tops, and made bands for them. The bronze of the wave offering was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. With it he made the bases for the door of the tent of meeting, the bronze altar, the bronze grating for it, and all the utensils of the altar, the bases for the courtyard all around the bases for the gate of the courtyard, all the tent pegs of the tabernacle, and all the tent pegs of the courtyard all around. Chapter 39 The Making of the Priestly Garments From the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn they made woven garments for serving in the sanctuary. They made holy garments that were for Aaron, just as the Lord had commanded Moses, the ephod. He made the ephod of gold, blue, purple, scarlet yarn, and fine twisted linen. They hammered the gold into thin sheets and cut it into narrow strips to weave them into the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and into the fine linen, the work of an artistic designer. They made shoulder pieces for it, attached to two of its corners, so it could be joined together. 
The artistically woven waistband of the ephod that was on it was like it, of one piece with it, of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine twisted linen, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They set the onk stones in gold filigree settings, engraved as with the engravings of a seal with the names of the sons of Israel. He put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as stones of memorial for the Israelites, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Psalm 38, a psalm of David, written to get God's attention. O Lord, do not continue to rebuke me in your anger. Do not continue to punish me in your raging fury. For your arrows pierce me, and your hand presses me down. My whole body is sick because of your judgment. I am deprived of health because of my sin, for my sins overwhelm me. Like a heavy load, they are too much for me to bear. My wounds are infected and starting to smell because of my foolish sins. I am dazed and completely humiliated. All day long I walk around mourning, for I am overcome with shame and my whole body is sick. I am numb with pain and severely battered. I groan loudly because of the anxiety I feel. O Lord, you understand my heart's desire. My groaning is not hidden from you. My heart beats quickly. My strength leaves me. I can hardly see. Because of my condition, even my friends and acquaintances keep their distance. My neighbors stand far away. Those who seek my life try to entrap me. Those who want to harm me speak destructive words. All day long, they say deceitful things. But I am like a deaf man. I hear nothing. I am like a mute who cannot speak. I am like a man who cannot hear and is incapable of arguing his defense. Yet I wait for you, O Lord. You will respond, O Lord, my God. I have prayed for deliverance because otherwise they will gloat over me. When my foot slips, they will arrogantly taunt me, for I am about to stumble, and I am in constant pain. Yes, I confess my wrongdoing, and I am concerned about my sins. But those who are my enemies for no reason are numerous. Those who hate me without cause outnumber me. They repay me evil for the good I have done. Though I have tried to do good to them, they hurl accusations at me. Do not abandon me, O Lord. My God, do not remain far away from me. Hurry and help me, O Lord, my Deliverer. New Testament Reading 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 2-16 through 16. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have ruined no one. We have exploited no one. I do not say this to condemn you, for I told you before that you are in our hearts so that we die together and live together with you. A letter that caused sadness. I have great confidence in you. I take great pride on your behalf. I am filled with encouragement. 
I am overflowing with joy in the midst of all our suffering. For even when we came into Macedonia, our body had no rest at all. But we were troubled in every way, struggles from the outside, fears from within. But God, who encourages the downhearted, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. We were encouraged not only by his arrival, but also by the encouragement you gave him. As he reported to us your longing, your mourning, your deep concern for me, so that I rejoice more than ever. For even if I made you sad by my letter, I do not regret having written it, even though I did regret it, for I see that my letter made you sad, though only for a short time. Now I rejoice, not because you were made sad, but because you were made sad to the point of repentance. For you were made sad as God intended, so that you were not harmed in any way by us. For sadness as intended by God produces a repentance that leads to salvation, leaving no regret. But worldly sadness brings about death. For see what this very thing, this sadness as God intended, has produced in you. What eagerness! What defense of yourself, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what deep concern, what punishment, and everything you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. So then, even though I wrote to you, it was not on account of the one who did wrong, or on account of the one who was wronged, but to reveal to you your eagerness on our behalf before God. Therefore, we have been encouraged, and in addition to our own encouragement, we rejoice even more at the joy of Titus, because all of you have refreshed his spirit. For if I have boasted to him about anything concerning you, I have not been embarrassed by you. But just as everything we said to you was true, so our boasting to Titus about you has proved true as well. And his affection for you is much greater when he remembers the obedience of you all, how you welcomed him with fear and trembling. I rejoice because in everything, I am fully confident in you. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous God, we thank you again for your word today. We are reminded of godly grief over sin versus worldly grief or worldly shame. And we ask right now by the power of the Holy Spirit as we listen in, God, that your spirit would work within us right now to reveal Areas in our life, in our thinking, in our actions, sins of commission and omission, oh God, would you bring what we have tucked away or what we feel entitled to or what we have lied to ourselves about, would you bring it to the front of mind right now? There is enough grace for us to confess, to tell the truth. Lord, cause us, stir us up like the, the letter that brought about sadness, but the type of sadness that that doesn't cause us to be stuck and hopeless, but the type of sadness that stirs up into us godly grief about our sin. 
Help us to despise our sin. Help us to prefer you over our sin. We want to be Christians, real Christians, that you indeed are changing by the power of the Spirit day by day and moment by moment. So we confess individually and collectively that we have thought, that we have talked, that we have walked in ways that are amiss of your will. For you are worthy of our obedience to your word. We confess that before you, O God. And we ask that you would create in us a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit so that we would worship you. Worshiping you in our obedience, worshiping you in our kindness, worshiping you in our justice-seeking, worshiping you in our forgiveness towards others, that we might live a worshipful life because you, O God, indeed are worthy. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Anyone who is committed to the work of justice knows how difficult this work is. The fight for justice is worth it, but that doesn't mean it isn't hard. It's tiring to fight. It's tiring to explain why this matters. It's tiring to wake up some days and feel disillusioned. It's in those moments that you just need a word from the Lord. Bread for the Resistance by Donna Barber offers 40 daily devotions for those engaged in the resistance to injustice. Each page offers life-giving words of renewal and hope. So when your legs are tired from marching and your knees are bruised from kneeling, grab a copy of Bread for the Resistance and experience rest and healing for your soul. Learn more at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.